0: And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Angie, millennials are predicted to be responsible for more than half of all home purchases in the next year. So I think it's important to know which of their desires will help drive the market. But our preconceived notions about millennial desires indeed myths and not actually fact and what do millennials really want that's what i want to pose to you because you've got boots on the ground experience to kind of give us some good knowledge here angie because we make these kind of assumptions about different age groups and whatnot and sometimes they aren't right and i have a feeling that some of these myths might not actually be reality one myth definitely goes that millennials want the cool place you know they want hip downtown apartments, and they're not into the suburbs and not into single-family homes. What's been your experience with what millennials really want in that regard?
1: I would say that's 100% a myth. You know, we, of course, we have some millennials that that's their desire. Um, They want to be in the mix. They want to be close to, you know, restaurants, a downtown lifestyle. But I'm really finding a lot of millennials who are thinking about the next steps. Maybe they are recently engaged. Maybe they've been married. Maybe they're just having their first child. And so I feel like most millennials that we're working with are looking more for long-term, how they can grow into a home, um, having that backyard. You know, so I would say that the majority of the millennials that we are working with, they actually are going more the route of the single family home lifestyle. And I think it's important to note, too, that, you know, millennials, you know, we've been talking about this word millennial for quite some time, but millennials are no longer the 21 year olds. Right. That's Um, true. Yeah. I'm. I'm a millennial and I mean, I don't want to tell my age, but I'm 35 and a half. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm not trying to be downtown, you know, go into the clubs late mm-hmm. night. Um, I would prefer to be in a single family home, you know, where there's other neighbors with other children surrounding, you know, maybe having amenities with a clubhouse and a pool. So I, I feel like, that scope of things have definitely changed for millennials.
0: We we don't have to open the Pandora's box conversation of uh, you know the <laughs> the full breadth and width of uh, you know misinterpretations of millennials. But it is funny when a teenager you know I've I've seen it multiple times when like the, a teenager's in the news or a teenager does something and even my folks have done this where they go like ah oh, millennials millennials and right? they'll look at my folks will look at me and be like oh you're millennial generation I'm like that's not there are not millennials current teenagers that's a whole different Different group, blame them. Right,
1: right. They're yeah, they're they're younger than us. I mean, we, we're getting old now. Millennials yeah, is right. uh, we're right. we're aging. Our, so. our bones
0: are starting to ache, you know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, right, exactly. But you know, going back to you know millennials being responsible for you know more than half of the home purchases in twenty twenty. I hundred percent agree with that. I'm seeing that you know, individuals are purchasing homes at a younger and a younger age, which is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're seeing the value in buying a home, putting that money towards a mortgage for a long-term investment versus putting that money, you know, towards a rental payment where you're paying someone else's mortgage. So I am seeing a lot of individuals who are buying at a younger age. Also, you know, in the past, you know, the, I think it was customary for maybe the lady to, get married, then they buy their first home, right? Mm -hmm. But this day and age, you know, women are running with things, you know, men too. And, you know, a lot of individuals are buying a home before they take those next steps with relationship changes. So Mm -hmm. um, they're buying at a much younger age. And, uh, you know, that's so smart. That's really smart as far as spending their money that way.
0: Yeah, it's a great, that's a really great point, and uh, definitely have seen some of our friends do that as well. Hey, just because you're single doesn't mean you can't go ahead and buy your home, and uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of us have taken that step. So I'm going to imagine, based on your answer of the you know the, the downtown conversation or the cool apartment you know angle, that uh, this next one might be a myth as well, because there's this myth out there that you know walkability is like supreme. If you can't walk to the grocery store or daycare or work, etc., then a millennial is not going to be interested in the property. But I kind of view that as hand-in-hand hand with the first one. That's not really true, is it?
1: Yeah, I, I don't agree with that one. You know, there was this new thing that came out. It's probably been about maybe three years or so ago, but it was all about the walkability. And there was this rating. So based on location That's right. And what is surrounding. score, right? What yeah, score? yeah. There was this walkability and at first when it came out, you know, as a real estate professional, I was like, oh gosh, what does this mean? I didn't really understand this. And I think Have seen that no one cares about the walkability rating or score. Very seldom is it even mentioned on listings because it, you know, most people or most buyers, when they're looking to be or looking, first of all, to purchase a home, you know, they do their own research. They know where they want to live. And so this random score rating really means nothing. I mean, it really doesn't. So going back, though, to the walkability, I mean, yes, are those conveniences nice to be able to walk to places just for, you know, easy access and just to simplify life? Sure. Um, But it's very, very seldom that I hear someone say, all right, I want to buy a home and I must be able to walk to this place, this, this place, and this place. If anything, it's actually more of, Maybe um, the baby movers that I hear this from more than our millennials. I I hear where, yeah, I've, I've, you know, we worked with many buyers where they no longer are able to drive, but they still are very active. So maybe their eyesight's bad so they can't drive, Uh, but they are still very active and they love to get out there and go for walks. And it's very important to them to be able to walk to grocery stores or a convenience store or whatnot um, based on where they plan on purchasing. So I wouldn't say that that's something that is a must for millennials. I would call that one a myth.
0: All right, so we're uh, we're two myths down so far. Now, a little bit different direction here. You know, student debt is a huge conversation in our country, of course, and this is definitely one where millennials are impacted. Millennials have a lot of debt right now due to student loans, and many still trying to pay those off, or many millennials still just finishing things like grad school. Uh, <clears throat> I can raise my hand uh, in, in terms of our family there. You know, so there's this kind of feeling out there that, yeah, millennials are going to make up a big portion of the buyer pool, but student debt's really going to hold them back. They're not going to have enough save to purchase a home. It's going to hurt them when it comes to getting mortgages. Do you see student debt and debt in general being a real big problem for millennials buying homes right now?
1: Once again, I would have to say that's a myth. That has not been our biggest hiccup when it comes to getting millennials pre-qualified. Uh, the biggest hiccup has been just the overall credit score. And so that's in line with, you know, someone making late payments. That's been more of the hiccup versus just this large amount of debt. Um, and there, of course, there are so many different types of loans out there that Even though maybe you don't have a lot of cash at hand, there's a lot of different options for 100% financing. So, you know, I know many first time home buyers are in the mindset that, oh, well, I must have, you know, 10%, 20% down payment in order to buy a home or I can't do this all together and that's so untrue. Uh, once again there's, you know, 100% financing with USDA areas. So underdeveloped areas, there's also 100% financing if you are a VA. There's 100% financing through many different credit like state employees credit unions, different credit unions, they offer conventional 100% financing so there's so many options where there is no money down so do not let that hold you back but yeah I am I, not seeing so much that the debt is the issue more so it's the credit score so be smart pay your bills on time because it can hurt you when it comes to qualifying for a home
0: very cool interesting to hear again boots on the ground experience angie now you talk about different generations and the baby boomers we know very competitive strong buying power from those folks and there's another myth that says millennials can't compete with those older generations, and they're going to lose out on getting home. So even if you know they're not just limiting themselves to the hip downtown apartments, and even if debt's not an issue, eh, you still can't compete with the older generations, and that that's going to cause problems for the generation.
1: So I would say this is my first reality. I would say that, and this is not you know across the board, of course, but I am seeing the biggest, I guess, trouble or hurdle that we're running into as representing millennials is their buying power per se. There are just certain areas and certain price points where a home goes on the market and there are multiple offers. And it can be super frustrating for our buyer and for us as well if our buyer does not have extra cash at hand to potentially go above asking price. Or maybe their loan is not as solid as someone when you're, you know, competing against like those older generations because, you know, of course, if we have the exact same offer and one, for example, maybe is an FHA 3.5% down, but the other loan is 20% down conventional more than likely a seller will be more drawn to the conventional 20% down because it shows that that is more solid of a buyer. So, yes, we are seeing that millennials are getting into kind of, you know, competing with these older generations. And oftentimes older generations are winning out because, again, they have more cash at hand and they just have a stronger loan package.
0: It's really interesting, I think, to look at some of these things. So yeah, there you go. That one is a little bit more of a reality. All right, then there's this one last uh, myth or reality. I'll ask you out there. You know, we talk about the uncertainty and the the market in general, but also uncertainty in the um, you know real estate phase of things as well. And there is some thought that millennials are just sort of going to wait for a recession. Like prices have come up so much that millennials are like, eh. Let's keep renting for a little while. We'll wait for a recession. Then we'll jump into the home buying game. Do you hear that feedback from, from folks?
1: I have heard that feedback um, from millennials and older generations. So I wouldn't say that's uh, strictly a millennials that are having this feeling or mindset to wait for the recession. But guys, I want to remind you that we are talking about the triangle market here. And you know, typically there's this bell curve that every like seven or so years, there is a Real estate recession. The recession is not happening. It, it is not. There is so many studies um, behind it that, well, first of all, the reason being that we're not going to see a strong housing recession is because we're in such a strong seller's market with such limited inventory. So, although you know other areas might be affected by this so-called recession, in our area there's no way for it just to plummet because we don't have the inventory. It'd be different if we had a six month supply of inventory, things start to you know, slow down, then it could be a big crash across the board but we're not going to see that hopefully i'm not wrong there but i'm almost certain we're not going to see a recession like we did you know in the past so don't wait around for that to happen
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. it was a different animal back in 2008 so that dramatic of a drawback uh you know may not happen and timing uh is a very difficult thing to do timing these ups and downs because it's so unpredictable so be careful there that's that's really really important You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website. Read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919 578 3128